Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Monday, we took a good look back at predictions that were made for the year of 2023. Some were made by people, well, way back in 1923, and and others were made by me in my attempt to be a prophet. (laughs) Well, as we saw, some predictions were scarily close, and yet others were way, way off. Predictions are a funny thing, though. And, and, and I like to cover them here on the podcast because uh, it, it, it takes things that are happening around us in society and extrapolates them out using the Bible as our guide. No, we will not predict the date when the Lord will come back or when the rapture will happen. But we do like to apply what the Bible tells us and see how we should respond as Christians, and just how accurate the Bible is. So now that we have have looked back at 2023, let us today focus on what we might find in the new year. From an article from wearedevelopers.com, Adrian Book says this, Number one prediction, Ozempic changes the entire economy. Hmm. If, If you haven't heard of Ozempic, A, that's weird, <laughs> and and B, you will in 2024. On paper, Ozempic is a medication primarily used for the treatment of type 2 diabetes. Uh, In reality, it's the hot new drug everyone is taking to to lose an extra 20 pounds and to keep them off. Supposedly, he says, I haven't tried it yet, Ozempic makes its users less hungry and less prone to impulse. It is almost a universal demand suppressant at most, or at least very, a very good uh, at suppressing addictive behaviors. The problem is a universal demand suppressant is bad business for the economy. People on Ozempic eat less fatty food, drink less alcohol, stop smoking, and many industries are worried. With companies weighing in on their uh, drug during, during earnings calls, a few examples of businesses that are likely to be negative and impacted by the Ozempic economy. Retail, like Walmart. Snack uh, economy um, and, and businesses like, like uh, uh, ConAgra business and PepsiCo, uh, p- places like that. Fast food, McDonald's, uh, tobacco, Altria. Um, the list goes on. Ozempic isn't alone on the market, too. These drugs are proliferating as competitors like uh, Monjaro and Wegovy um, and, and a few others are catching up. Morgan Stanley has projected that 24 million people, or nearly 7% of the U.S. population, will be taking such medications by 2020, 2035. In 2022, the U.S. fast food market was a $382 billion industry. Snack food was $110 billion. Uh, tobacco was $38 billion. And, and a 5% reduction in these markets would create a $30 billion size hole in the economy. And that's only the first level effects. We will also have, a, have to contend with medical companies losing business. 
psychologists having less clients, gym emptying, um, social media seeing less and less users and, and, and sinking the, the world's advertising business. In 2024, entire economies will start to change. There will be winners like airlines, skinnier passengers use less fuel, and governments spending less on fighting obesity-related health issues. But whether Ozempic ends up being a net positive is still up for discussion. Well, I would say to this, one, one, this, this one, I, I, I don't like that it will be, a, and I don't think it'll be as dramatic as he's making it out to be. Let's just put it that way. Yes, f- fads, even fad medications, can bring changes to the way that we spend money. But even if medications like Ozempic continue to grow in popularity, we will still want what we want, right? And, and, and sugar and chocolate will continue to be high on that list. All right, number two, Los Angeles becomes the next Detroit. He says this, he says, 2023 saw a massive actors writer strike, which ended with a widely celebrated agreement. I believe these celebrations are premature and that the agreement marks the official beginning of the end of Hollywood. In 30 years, the city will look like Detroit in the late 80s. Why do I say that? Firstly, because competition from social media is eating historical players alive. Look at Disney's stock, Warner's stock, um, Paramount's stock, all near decade lows. The 10 most viewed movies last year reboots. Meanwhile, TikTok now commands 95 minutes. Yeah, that's what I said. TikTok now commands 95 minutes of users' attention per day, equivalent to four and a half episodes of The Office. More than 200 billion Facebook and Instagram reels are played every day. Uh, That's up 50% in less than one year. YouTube, a subsidiary of the app uh, owned owned by Google, now rakes in as much revenue as Netflix. And you know what? TikTok creators can't go on strike. Secondly, it's, it's no coincidence that the year of the writer's strike is also the year of AI. The emergence of AI in, in content creation presents a challenge to traditional Hollywood writers and producers and will lead to job losses and reduce industry relevance. It will be such so, so much easier to create filler shows without real actors and writers. More on that later. And the A-listers can continue to be paid well to work on, you know, AAA content. The writing is already on the wall. If blurry, the, the day Microsoft announced uh, it was incorporating AI into its office suite. All this means that there, there is less money for an industry that was already growing less relevant as uh, international markets developed you know, their own tastes, like Squid Games and things like that. Uh, writers are celebrating a 5% raise when adjusted for inflation. The average writer and producer, their salary has declined 23% in the past decade. And also inflation was at 8% last year. In 2024, the top 10% will thrive, but everyone else in the industry will suffer, and Hollywood will start, or at least continue, a long descent into irrelevance. (laughs) And I would also add on this, 
because I think I think he's he's probably dead on on this. I would add that ho- that Hollywood will continue to decline because they don't produce a product that people want. I mean, Disney, for instance, has lost almost nine hundred million dollars, lost that much on its last eight movie releases. They're making themselves irrelevant. All right, number three, 2023 was uh, the year of AI. And so tech companies will buy clean vegan data. Let me explain. He says, this is an exciting time for many people and a scary one for others. Ironically, the companies that are likely stressing out most about AI right now are the ones creating it. That's because as AI uh, uh, digests and, and, and reproduces content, it is ruining every single platform with a mountain of nonsense. It is poisoning Spotify, YouTube, Google, Facebook, and those type of things over, t- over time. It will get harder to train new AIs. As the quality of the data used will be less lesser and heavily influenced by millions of AI generated pieces of content. So it basically is just, it's taking in its own content and then spitting out more of its own content, if that makes sense. Uh, one might argue that the best way out uh, uh, is, is to identify AI data and leave it out of, of training sets. But that's famously difficult. And, and no, no, the, the, the only way out is to produce and to sell 100% certified non-contaminated data sets. This industry-wide need will lead to the creation of, of a new type of company from which social media platforms will buy training data sets to train their algorithms. And trust me, they will be expensive. They will be all the more expensive because I believe they will have the, the added benefit of of uh, being commercially viable and and to avoid the avalanche of copyright lawsuits that are about to befall our, our tech lords, you know, the Zucks and the Musks and, and the like uh, of this world will be forced to, to invest, to, um, you know, bring back trust to their platform uh, without which they are doomed. Um, Adobe was the first to launch a commercially safe model uh, and they won't be the last. In 2024, it will be a good time to start a clean data company. And I'll say to that, to this, this one, I, I can see happening. Instead of, uh, you know, labeled certified organic, <laughs> like we see at the grocery store, our, our data will be labeled certified clean. Number four, AI actors invade waiting rooms. Hmm. There are a lot of TVs not in homes today. 219 million TVs total in the U.S., even after a decade of cord cutting and and those TV shows content, which costs money to produce and license, you know, they show CNN in airports and 80 sitcom reruns in waiting rooms and cheap cooking shows in cheap hotels and things like that. The list goes on. Uh, In short, there exists a subspace uh, dimension of, of streaming services watched by from what I can tell, no one <laughs> where, where ads play in, in between TV shows and movies that don't really exist in any culturally meaningful way, like the streaming video equivalent to two cameras pointing at each other. And that is where AI generated content will launch initially. We're not yet ready in 
2024 at least for generative uh, you know artificial intelligence to create entire you know personalized movies which by the way already exists and is called tiktok <laughs> uh, we are however ready for the dystopian nightmare that is ai news an ai startup app named channel one appropriately is promising a a new news network powered entirely by ai generated hosts uh, meanwhile dystopian uh, it will probably work and become the norm it's cheap to produce uh doesn't require much input and boomers in waiting rooms um, won't know the difference as as highlighted earlier hollywood and content as a whole really is a dying breed except for maybe the maybe the the triple a content type but my personal theory is that over time this type of visual netherland will eventually swallow every streaming service that isn't netflix and amazon prime and maybe apple tv and disney plus and maybe all of those as well i don't know but in 2024 the, the news will be ai generated and the person telling it to you will be fake what a time to be alive right <laughs> um what that will do to fake news only time will tell but i'd wager that it won't be good uh, and, and i and i will say that it, it will also make it easier for whoever wants to control information to control what you see and hear if if a if a government or a, a major in- industry like like big pharma for instance only wants you seeing their spin on something well this will make it 100 times easier all right number five lawyers have a busy 2024 thanks to ai in 2024 ai will continue to become even more pervasive throughout uh companies this will lead to many fun hijinks and to some overworked lawyers think about the many issues ai will bring about for those poor ex-gifts kids <laughs> people suing companies from copyright infringements if, uh, if if clean data hasn't been used and then if that doesn't stick for bias and discrimination employees suing employees in mass for wrongful dismissal because an ai can now do their job or governments in, uh, implementing new rules that you know management won't understand like the recent AI act <laughs> uh, or how about AI bots malfunctioning and leading to mistakes and lawsuits AI bots actually leaking out training data containing sensitive information or AI bots mistakenly telling children how to build a bomb or worse or things like that right because <laughs> there, there's no moral standard with an AI right the, the list goes on it, it's it's not a bad career to go into if you're 18 and trying to figure out a path for yourself, but probably a very tiring time right now. Um, I, I hope corporate lawyers have a restful end to 2023 because their 2024 is going to be difficult. And, and, and I, can, I can also see though, where there would possibly be even less legislation though um, for copyright infringement since uh, it will be you know coming from an AI, not a person that obviously plagiarized it. Um, but for, for for some, it doesn't doesn't matter if, if you plagiarize something. It just matters who you are. Like in the case of Harvard's President Gay, who 
it appears, has never produced anything of her own. All right, number six. We see a digital gift toward a, a shift toward a four-day work week. Speaking of AI, there is plenty of research to show that we will likely be much more productive in the coming years thanks to the technology. I'm not sure if this means that we will get a universal basic income anytime soon. I hope not. But it, it, but it at least means we rethink the time we allot to work in the near future. I believe, he says, we will start to switch to four-day work weeks in 2024, mostly because it already is happening. The other reason is obvious, if a little heartless. We will switch to four day, uh, four days a week because many people will be fired. 20% of the workers will have over 500% of their work tasks impacted by AI. And only the reality in uh, important people, really important people, um, and we put that in quotes, right, uh, will be left to run the companies. There will be additional incentive to keep those precious people and enough additional margin from all the layoffs and automation to give them an, an extra day off a week. Companies that don't have the capabilities to use AI well will just get people to work five days a week, if not six, maybe. Uh, in 2024, people start to get excited about four-day work weeks, and many are quickly disappointed as it only materializes for a chosen few. I mean, I would I would say, though, maybe even more uh, of a deal here is that um, there is a movement toward four tens, uh, and, and, and that's working really well for many. Uh, and, and really, it is, it is a way for management to keep people happy without spending any more money. Because people, people uh, once they get onto four tens, really do uh, seem to like those. How about number seven? It says that um, our two-speed society becomes more obvious. All right, let's see what he means by this. Uh, he says, speaking of a chosen few, as mentioned throughout be, uh, th- before, low-effort knowledge jobs will be replaced by AI in the very near future. Customer care centers, for example, will no longer have a reason to be. AI is just good enough to cater to the needs of the middle class, they will say. Costs have risen too high to pay a a living wage, they will say. Customers prefer AI, they will say. AI, however, will not be good enough for them. Automation will not apply to service jobs at luxury brands. In fact, Top companies like Apple and Mercedes and things like that um, will will use the benefits uh, human to human communication to highlight the benefits of paying a premium. This has already started and is is getting more pronounced every year. You you can only talk to your airline if you have a first class ticket. Um, Avoid being tracked if you have a a certain type of phone. Uh, Get size uh, advice from, from Gucci. Uh, and, and, and so and so we are creating a two-speed society. The rich can afford to talk to humans, have their data protected, have their kids learn to read on human written books, to, to, to be alive and middle class in the in the post-capitalist society. Meanwhile, it is to have your data harvested in exchange for the privilege of merely existing. Uh, soon, 
talking to a human for customer support will be an exclusively upper middle class experience, he predicts. Uh, Inequalities have always existed, but will take on a new dimension in 2024. I I think that this prediction is going to take a little while longer than a year to to come true, if it's going to come true. But, But I can see this this being sped up somewhat uh, because of the major jumps in the minimum wage that's that's forced onto companies by virtue signaling politicians. Um, you know, as as we raise that up, I mean, obviously we are cutting those jobs, or at least you know, uh, industry will because they're, they they just don't pencil out. Number eight, a customer revolution changes the economy. Hmm, this ought to be interesting. As mentioned previously, I think we're, we've all noticed that the quality of life for everyone but the one percenters has drastically decreased since COVID. Of course, there's been inflation, 8% in, uh, in the U.S. for 2022, and a great general reduction of purchasing power. We all know that, but there's also been shrinkflation, consumer goods are reduced in quantity or quality while prices remain the same. Even um, these, these type of companies use the, the cover of, of COVID to worsen their customer service. I used to get a towel at the gym, he says, but now I don't. There's no one at the register in my grocery store. When they're there, they've been given dumb rules that make them unable to appropriately help people. Some hotels no longer clean rooms daily. Yeah. Yeah. You see the little thing, you know, on, on your bed when you, when you walk in, it says, Hey, if you don't want to change in the bed all the time because of climate change, then we won't do it. <laughs> uh, it it's not you. The, the world is just getting slowly more miserable for the majority, but customers are obviously noticing the industry cuts and, and how they're affecting them. Just as inflation is making their purchasing power worse, they will make their feelings known. Many industries are ripe for disruption, and a shift back to consumer satisfaction will happen in the medium to short term, as economic conditions slightly improve for the middle class. I'm doing my part, I will leave my gym as soon as I find one that gives out towels, (laughs) regardless of price. It won't be a revolution, but it'll be a start. (laughs) I don't know. I I do believe that there will be a a premium on customer service. I, I think that the pendulum does swing back and forth on this type of thing. Yes, there is going to be more and more innovation. Yes, there is going to be a drive to to have less and less people involved in your company and your organization. But uh, as, as, as consumers, we are going to want more and more uh, interaction and we're going to put a higher and higher premium on customer service. Um, and and I, I can definitely see that happening. Uh, all right. Number nine, uh, alternative housing becomes the norm. Um, are, are you spending more than, than 30% of your paycheck on rent? He says, me too. In the U.S., home ownership costs, including mortgage, insurance, and property tax, reached around $3,000 per month in March of 2023. Numbers differ, but everyone agrees they're, they're just too high. This has priced out an estimated 2.4 million more renters 
from uh, home buying compared to the previous year. That's just in the U.S., but applies in most of the, the West today. Meanwhile, we're not building enough homes, and that's debatable. But he says such market conditions will lead to renewed interest in alternative housing options like shipping containers, mobile homes, tiny homes, houseboats, tree houses, RVs, and school buses. We now have enough technology to make these spaces affordable to live in. And it's not like some of us have any better options. In 2024, alternative housing will become trendy, not only because it's more affordable to live off the grid, but also because it's more sustainable. These spaces tend to be more energy uh, efficient than the suburban home. It's not long. It's not a, a long-term solution, but their um, absences uh, should be a, uh, acceptance should be a start. I would say an, an even better idea is to get government out of the housing market. I mean, the average cost of a new home today is 25% uh, the, based on government fees, permits, and regulations to build it. I mean, this combination, um, you know, this, this, this combined with, with, with out-of-control spending, um, and that, of course, leading to inflation and higher interest rates, makes for a, a tough home buyer market. And number 10, we uh, we start talking to animals using AI. What? This is one, um, it's, ju it's just a personal theory, he says. Uh, I, I believe that as we gather more data on animal behavior, uh, work to label um, is, is a via a, a trial and error process, we will soon be able to communicate with animals. AI can be used to analyze animal noises, identify patterns, uh, potential translate them into human understandable formats. For example, algorithms could analyze bird songs or dolphin calls, identify specific calls of songs and, and uh, accurate um, and associate them with specific behaviors and contexts. Uh, these sounds could then be reproduced and even combined with non auditory signals such as behaviors and or smells. <laughs> uh, I don't mean we should have long uh, philosophical discussions with animals, but we could establish a basis for a better understanding. Hopefully, we don't use it just to say our, our dogs are good boys or good girls, uh, which uh, is true. <laughs> this, this 2024 technology could really help with conversations and wildlife management. Um, I don't know, you know, not sure about this one. <laughs> Just not. And, and I'm not really sure that we want to know what our pets are thinking. <laughs> All right, number 11, India is the new China. As we struggle with macroeconomics and technological trends, we mustn't lose track of geological political trends. They matter uh, just as much, if not more. One such trend is uh, slow balisation, which is the supply chain uh, are being reorganized due to increasing labor costs. Um, a, a, a need for diversica diversification and evolving geostrategic uh, objectives. Uh, nowhere is this more visible than the, the, the freezing U.S.-China relationship. Uh, and that's where India comes in. The most populous country in the world is currently experiencing rapid economic growth, entering a phase of characterized uh, by increased urbanization, uh, industrialization, the rising household income, 
similar to China's growth uh, trajectory in recent decades, uh, given its its young population, uh, India is likely to remain the world's fastest growing econ- economy over the next 10 to 20 years, barring major policy errors and, and negative stocks and things like that, uh, making a key player in the global economic growth uh, through tw- the 2020s and 2030s. Unlike China, India is the world's largest democracy, a f- factor that can influence foreign foreign investments and international relations. Um, in 2024, he says, a- uh, analysts will ask CEOs, how is your business in India doing? Rather than how is your China business doing? Uh, I do totally agree that China will become less and less of a factor economically for us. And lastly, he says that Starbucks is launching a co-working space. Hmm. It makes sense, doesn't it? Starbucks has widespread worldwide presence in global huts, uh, hubs and a fairly stellar reputation as a practice, uh, a place to, to work in. But officially, uh, officially venturing into the co-working space, Starbucks can um, capitalize on this existing trend offering more structured, work-friendly environments within their coffee shops while still selling overpriced coffee. The post-pandemic work uh, culture uh, has seen a significant shift towards remote, flexible working uh, arrangements, and many wannabe entrepreneurs and companies are now looking for alternative and traditional office spaces, favoring settings that offer flexibility, convenience, and less formal atmosphere. Um, he says that this initiative could also present a new revenue stream for Starbucks. So creating co-working spaces feels like a win-win and Starbucks ought to go there in 2024. Shoot, they're already doing car chargers. Why not do this? So, uh, I don't know if, if they will do that in 2024, but it is an interesting idea for those that like the flexibility of that work from home job thing with socialization that some miss in, in that kind of atmosphere. Uh, well, there you have it. It's, it's the predictions for 2024. Um, and, and, and you know what? Let's, let's check back next year and see how many of these came true. Can we? And, and I would love to hear from you. Maybe you have a prediction that, that, uh, that it would be really interesting to hear and, and we'll, we'll, Maybe we'll even talk about it. And then you can always uh, present those to us at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.